Charlie Munger, one of the most successful investors of all time, once said that accumulating the first 100,000 from a standing start with no seed money is the most difficult part of building wealth. It personally took me about 10 years of investing without any foundational wealth, without any seed money to be able to get to my first $100,000 in my 401k. And I can tell you that the time it takes to get to that next 100k is a lot shorter than getting to that first 100k. But why is that? And what can you do to make it to your first $100,000 faster than me and faster than 10 years? Welcome to investing with Matt. I'm Matt and my goal is to help make investing simple and easy to understand so that you can achieve financial independence. So the first $100,000 that you're going to accumulate while you invest is not easy, not easy at all. Depending on your income, this could take anywhere from five to 10 years, maybe even more. Let's face it, as you're starting to invest, you're learning about what different investments there are, all the different fees, all the different companies that you can invest with, and all of that can be overwhelming. Let me tell you, for my Myself, low-cost broad-based index funds and ETFs that track the U.S. stock market, whether it's the S&P 500 or the U.S. total market or small cap, is what I focus most of my investing in. And through index funds and ETFs, you're able to invest and reinvest more of your money to be able to build that compound interest that I love talking about on this channel. And with ETFs and index funds, you're usually going to pay less in fees and taxes than most other kinds of investments like actively managed mutual funds. So hopefully just now you learned that index funds and ETFs are a decent way to start your investing career. And once you get started, you have got to push yourself to stay consistent. This is how you're going to get yourself to that first $100,000 because that is when compound interest really and truly starts to show its magic. After that first $100,000, your investments starts to do the heavy lifting for you. And I can tell you that's a beautiful thing for DIY investors. Now I want to give you this example of Mark. Mark earns the U.S. US average income of $60,000. Data actually shows that for a single person, the average annual income is just a little bit above $60,000, but because $60,000 is a nice round number, let's just go with that. With Mark making $60,000 after taxes, he's going to bring about $46,000 home. Mark and most people in his position, I think, should be able to contribute at least $500 a month total to a 401k and or a Roth IRA. If I was in Mark's shoes, I would invest in my 401k up to the match first and then fully contribute to the Roth IRA. And then once I do that, come back to the 401k. Just a quick side note. So let's assume that Mark is investing in an index fund or an ETF that tracks the S&P 500 or the US total stock market. We can assume based on historical data, which by the way, does not predict future results, but it's the best thing we have that his average annual rate of return for his investments is going to be 10%. This means that the accumulation of his investments is going to hit $100,000 in about 10.3 years. That's not bad, but I'm going to show you in a little bit how he's going to be able to get to that first $100,000 much faster. But sticking with this $500 a month example where Mark is investing in an S&P 500 index fund or U.S. total market index fund or ETF, this is where compound interest really starts to do its magic. Remember, it took Mark $500 a month to accumulate $100,000 in 10.3 years. 
as he invests that same amount, $500 a month, into the same fund, he'll get to $200,000 in another five years. And the next $100,000 after that will only take him 3.5 years. So you can see the first 100K, yes, it's gonna take a little bit long, but once you get to that first 100K, it just starts to snowball after that and each 100,000 that you get to the next 100,000 and the next $100,000 after that, as long as you consistently stay contributing the same amount, you're going to be able to get to each $100,000 milestone much faster than the previous milestone. Now let's rewind a bit and let's say that Mark came across this platform where I teach about personal finance investing and realized, wait a minute, I can actually contribute another $500, make that $1,000 a month. Remember in the previous example of $500 a month, it took Mark 10.3 years to get to $100,000. In this example, Mark is contributing $1,000 a month. It's going to take him 6.4 years to get to his first $100,000. That's almost four years faster than the previous example of what Mark would have been contributing with $500 a month. And the next $100,000 for Mark would take him 3.9 years. And to get to $300,000, it would only take an additional 2.9 years. So that you can see just how powerful compound interest can be. And hear me when I say this, compound interest is either going to work for you or work against you, meaning you're either going to earn the compound interest or you're going to be paying that compound interest. And for you folks, I want you to be able to earn that compound interest, which is why you want to make sure that you're watching every single video that we talk about on this channel. But listen to what the late great Jack Bogle, the founder of Vanguard and the creator of the first index fund that we were able to invest in said about investing. Jack said, the winning formula for success in investing investing is owning the entire stock market through an index fund and then doing nothing just stay the course. These were the words of the late, great Jack Bogle, who I dedicate so much of my investing success to. So what else can you do to increase your potential outcome of your investments in the future? Here are a few items or a checklist, if you will, of things you want to make sure you're doing or at least aware of when you're investing. And number one really is keeping costs and fees low. This is why I like companies like Vanguard, Fidelity, and Charles Schwab. Their fees are low, very, very low. You get access to so many different kinds of great index funds and ETFs where the expenses are really going to be minimal. Of course, you're never really truly going to be able to avoid expenses. That's just going to be part of your investing career. It's part of my investing career, and it's a part of 99.999% of all investors. We all just have to pay fees, but there are those who are going to pay an exorbitant amount of fees, a lot in fees, and there are those of us who are paying very minimal some of the smallest fees that are available to investors. And I want you to be one of those people who's going to be paying very, very little in fees. Another thing you can do is really, truly, and I know this may hurt some people, but give up some of those luxuries in life that's keeping you from investing. We used to have cable, but 10, 12 years ago, we cut the cord. And unfortunately, fortunately for me, that was one of the best decisions that I was able to do because I was able to take that $100, that $200 that we were paying to cable and invest that money into stocks, into our 401ks, into our IRAs. And that has been a huge help in boosting my overall portfolio. So look at whatever other expenses that you have that are recurring each month that you can at least cut out a few of those, not everything. Of course, my wife likes to make sure to remind me that, hey, we have to enjoy life, which she's absolutely right. You want to enjoy your life. But I would challenge those of you out there. What are you spending your money on? And are there some things that you can actually cut 
that out. Because I think if you start to analyze it, you do your budget, you'll start to see, okay, there are some things that we're paying monthly services that we may not be using that we should be able to cut out. Now, the last thing I'll say is that with each raise that you get, any bonus that you get, try to put that toward investing. Like I mentioned before, you want to live on a budget. And if you can maintain that budget and maintain that lifestyle that you have, anything extra that you have should be able to go to your investments, at least increasing what you're contributing to 401ks or 403bs or your retirement IRAs, whatever it is that you have that you can save and invest through. You want to make sure that any raise or any extra money that you're going to be getting from month to month, try to send those to your investment accounts. Of course, this doesn't go ahead of any financial obligations that you absolutely have to take care of. But if you're debt free and you don't have any other expenses, you know, like having a baby, which we're getting ready to do in a few weeks, I highly encourage you to send that money straight to your investments and don't even look at it. Just send it there. That way, 20, 30 years 